What's up, y'all? This is Nick Luciano. And this is Blake Moore. And, and welcome, welcome to Tratter Talk. This is a podcast centered around the country lifestyle and how to be a positive influence. We're going to have some awesome guests on the show, share our stories, and cover uplifting topics to encourage y'all to conquer the day. Look out for new episodes every Wednesday on all podcast platforms and YouTube. And don't forget, smile every day and know your worth. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Tratter Talk, a podcast centered around the country lifestyle and how to be a positive influence. My name is Nick Luciano. And I'm Roy Genesis. And this podcast is brought to you by Ariat, as always, award-winning and innovative performance products for all types of outdoor and work environments. Today, we're switching it up a little bit. Um, Roy is still co-hosting, but we switched it up and we've got a good old BMO in the hot seat. <laughs> Yeah. How you doing, BMO? I'm doing good, man. Dude, I'm glad we stopped by Starbucks. <coughs> right? Starbase. <Yeah>. <laughs> you didn't get your pink drink, though. Ah, no. Caramel you, frappe. You, caramel frappe? Yep. I got <clears throat> iced mocha. This is, I said medium. Is this a medium? I thought no. David J was the, the pink drink. <laughs> he just doesn't get the... Oh, yeah, I got you. But, I mean, one... Yeah, he, yeah. He yeah. got the pink drink or something like that, yeah. Yeah. Do you have a go-to Starbucks order, or are you just always kind of caramel? You don't like Starbucks, do you? I'm pleading the fifth on that one. <laughs> He's pleading the fifth. Roy's a Duncan kind of guy. Roy's a Duncan kind of guy. Anyway, Bimo, how's it feeling the, on the other side of the, the studio today? It feels kind of comfy, dude. It's like you're up in this corner right here. I don't know. I kind of like it. Is it intimidating at all? I'm ready to talk. You're ready to talk? I'm ready to talk. All right. Let's like, I feel like... You know, cause co-host, you don't like talk that much. You talk a lot. I don't I get know. to, so I'm just like ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, how was going back home, dude? It was really good. I needed that so much. Yeah, really you've been a lot happier since you, you've come. Yeah, home. dude. It's like got my dog, and uh, man, I don't know. Just something about being home, not having to worry in the world about. What's going on in the house? Like Nick might have called me twice. It was great. I was gone for <laughs> I was gone for two weeks, and Nick called me twice, and I was like, I wish it was like that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was cool. That's cool. And um, was it good being back in the barn and everything? And yeah, dude. Everything? Um, <clears throat> me and my buddy Zeb, we went and uh, well, me Zeb and Grady, we went and uh, we were doing a little bit of team roping. Whenever we got back, um, I didn't do no roping though. I just was. <clears throat> jogging horses basically like Roy back in the day <laughs> not really oh, we were just trotting around and stuff hanging out but um, it was fun got to run some shoots for them and do a little bit of trail riding and stuff like that so it was just a real stress reliever that's good that's always my favorite thing even if you're not like roping or like doing anything strenuous just helping out latches yeah. gates I fun. love the behind the scenes of like that stuff. Like, I, I don't know. Talking about it, I love behind the scenes of stuff. No, me too. Yeah. Yeah, Roy, you just love being in the environment. Yeah. Yeah. He's smiling 24-7 behind the shoots. It's a different feeling. Mm -hmm. It, it is. really is. Like, you you have all the, <clears throat> I can't even think of the freaking word, but, like, just all of the, the, the vibes. Everyone's got different vibe checks behind the shoots. And, like, you just, like, see all these guys running around. They know all their jobs. It's just. I think it's amazing to see a project come together. 
I guess, because, like, we've built so much, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we see where everyone's going. It's just cool to see, like, behind the scenes of, like, the rodeos. Like, everyone knows their, their place. Yeah. So I think that's the I think really cool. One of my favorite parts of the, the behind the scenes is knowing that I'm not going to get hurt. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? yeah. I'm up here. I'm cool. I'll pull your rope. I'll help you with all the equipment, but I ain't getting on. Yeah. What, you know I, what, I, mean? what I love is uh, when you're back there, you see everybody joking around before and, you know, but when it comes to time to perform, it's like game face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Game face. Speaking of uh, back home, I wanted to ask you think like a question that a lot of people um I always hear different things about Illinois. What's your favorite thing about living in Illinois? It's pretty freaking green, man. I mean, there's, I mean, whenever I said I'm from Illinois, they asked me, I guess, what it is. Like, it's, it's rocky, a little bit of rocky down, like, where I'm, where I'm at. There's a, I don't even know why it's rocky like that. There's just, like, little rock walls, like, you'll see on the interstate. The further, like, an hour south from my house, you'll start seeing little rocky areas like in, when you're going into Kentucky and Indiana or whatever. But uh oh, it's just real green. You got a lot of cornfields, man. A lot of cornfields, lot of soybeans. Um there's some wheat fields here and there, but more so it's just soybean corn. I would say that's one thing I kinda because I grew up in Maryland and, and PA, lots of cornfields. Mm-hmm. Ain't none here. No. Yeah. Do y'all grow tobacco out there? I know Pennsylvania. Uh, Kentucky's like, big on that. Yeah. I know Pennsylvania. I've never seen big. anyone. I wanted to try it one time. Yeah. Growing tobacco? Mm hmm. Long yeah. leaf tobacco, yeah. Why didn't you do it? Just never got around to it. You have to have the right kind of soil to do mm-hmm. it, too. And, mm-hmm. but it's a lot. I don't know. I just heard things like back whenever I was chewing all the time. Like I just wanted to make my own, <laughs> basically, but. I don't care for them. I don't chew anymore. So now we can make Tratter chew out of jerky. Yeah. 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 We should do that. <laughs> well, speaking of Southern Illinois, too, why do you always say Southern Illinois? Everybody <laughs> wants to know. So, um, man, it's crazy. Uh, really, it's just because I don't want nothing to do with Chicago. <laughs> I mean, you, there's a big difference. You don't, you say, what part of Texas are you from? And he always says, North Texas. Why do you say North Texas, not just Texas? Like there's different, there's better parts of Illinois, I guess. Illinois is a very tough, tough state to live in right now. It's always been. It's the, yeah. I think it's the most broke state in yeah. the United States. I, I'm pretty sure, close top five. I think I don't know, but no, you got you got Chicago up top, and then you got Central Illinois, and then Southern Illinois. Like Southern Illinois is just. If you don't say Southern Illinois, people automatically think Chicago because that's all they know from Illinois. So that's why I specify Southern Illinois. Yeah, that's always just kind of like a, a running thing, no matter where you're from. Like even when, when people say Maryland, what, like, oh, where are you from in Maryland? It starts off, oh, Cecil County. Where's that? Oh, it's basically Baltimore. Yeah, you know what I mean? and that's like, another thing I don't I do. not do. I don't tell people the county. Well, do you, like, I, I'm not supposed – where am I supposed to know Cecil County's at? I'm more better with, like, uh, names. But I know a lot of people do that. They say, like, the county they're from, and I've just never been that guy to say I'm from Jefferson County. No, me either. Is uh, Illinois like that? Do y'all go by counties? Mm-mm. Yeah, because Maryland, because it's so small, it's just split up in different counties. And there's, like, just – there's not a lot of them, so it's just kind of know if I'm – Yeah. If I'm over in, you know, Harford County, I know I'm across the river. 
if I'm in Cecil County, I'm on the other side of the river. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's a it's a fifty fifty. I mean, back home I'd say Marion County. That's probably about it. Because <laughs> yeah. I would only go as to so far as like to my next to my neighbor's, you know, county or something. Yeah, I think that's a Maryland thing. Because yeah, PA it definitely doesn't is. do it. And, and like you, people say I'm from New York, and they'll say, "Oh, I'm from I'm from you know upstate New York." Like they don't want to be part of New York City. So yeah, I can. Yeah, like people say they're from California, automatically think Los Angeles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like you always yeah. like whenever in the lives you always say Dillsburg or Carlisle, where well, like that's the city name. You know what I mean? Yeah. And directly speaking to the people from PA, mm-hmm. you know, because they're more likely to know. But um, so you've been gone. You're back. About the Tratter House, you seem refreshed, for one. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people want to know, and I've gotten a question too. Um, what's the favorite thing? And it's uh, for me, it's hard to pinpoint one thing. What's the favorite thing you've done in the Tratter House? I think the number one thing I've, my favorite thing that we've done is <clears throat> I feel like uh, in a way, not positive or not i feel like i'm a a big part in um being the middle guy in a lot of situations along with you of course but even for myself like there's always a new a middleman for me whenever i'm not in my right mind but i always try to be in the right mind when it comes to arguments and like um trying to think of the word um disagreements Mm -hmm. with each other and I think my favorite thing of the Tratter House is how each one of us can understand where someone's coming from. No matter, like, we all know that we're not always right. Right. That's the number one thing I appreciate a lot in the Tratter House is, like, we're always down to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's my number one favorite thing. Yeah, that is that is a good thing that we play off of each other like that. Yeah, I wish we had a reality show about it. Because <laughs> it's literally, like, like, we get our point across, like, jokingly, but then when it comes serious, we're like, all right, well, like, we need to figure this out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we sit down, we have team meetings and stuff like that. I think it's just crazy because, like, I don't want to say, like, we didn't ruin Tratter Gang, but, like, it just, we've learned from it. We've learned and, a lot. Well, yeah, we've learned a lot, especially I'm, with communication. Yeah, you know? I got to remind Nick a lot of communication with me because, I mean, our brains don't work the same mm-hmm. as, you know, yeah, as everyone would, th- as everyone would think, as business partners, and I have to tell him that I'm about five steps downgraded from where his head's at, and he's got to <laughs> really. I think too, like, like to answer that question about the my favorite part, along with what you said, is like it's really given me the opportunity to grow with my like human skills. Yeah, you as a person, like yeah, because yeah. like. And I don't want to blame it on coronavirus or nothing like that, but, like, being locked down and such and not going out as much and places being closed and just running a business online. I was just literally in my office all day, every day, 12 to 18 hours a day, seven days a week before we started traveling over the summer. And that was great, but it was just me running it. And now we have a whole team 
here at the Tratter House of six, seven people, and even people that work, work remote, and even Paul in the studio, and and also working with Area, it's given me a chance to just really fine tune and polish those skills. So I like yeah. that. So the next question, and, and I get this as well, uh, and I'm going to merge these two questions into one. Uh, what's the biggest thing that you've learned being away from home? And what advice would you give to somebody that, that wants to leave home and start like a new career, or just a new path? Well, I can honestly say that I, um, well, I've never done it alone. Obviously, we've been here together. Um, <clears throat> I know that over the summer, I moved out of my dad's house to uh, moved in with my one of my buddies. And uh, <clears throat> that kind of fell through because we just bumped heads. We we're just not the same when it came to being roommates. But getting away from home has taught, I mean, I'm going to re- answer the question, rephrase it. What I've learned from moving away from home is that I can actually do it. Mm-hmm. Um, sitting at home, I would think like <clears throat> I would never want to leave um, to go and travel the world because I can't do it. But being gone for all the time, it's just like I'm so used to it now. Uh, I was so nervous uh, when we first started traveling to even leave Illinois. And uh, I was scared to hop on a plane. I never <laughs> wanted to leave, you know, because that was like I was stuck there. But <clears throat> once I stepped my stepped out of my comfort zone – I got the I I'm exploring the freaking world right now, man. And like it's it's amazing. I mean, so if you're if you're wanting to get out, you just gotta go take your shot and step out the door and go. Dude, I remember helping you book your first flight. Dude, yeah. I was like, I called like five different people going to the airport. I'm like, dude, so like what do I do again? You're like, what is a terminal? Where do I go? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was just funny and now to see you book your own flights. Like and that's what I love about the Trader House too, is like None of us really knew how to do this. I learned something every day, man. You know, we're all just kind of like learning something. And that's the beauty of the social media world. We get to carve our own path. Like, you had no idea how to make a TikTok. Now you're taking creative control. Like, Nick, get out of my TikTok. I don't want... No, I'm just kidding. You don't do that. (laughs) But I'm saying he takes creative control because he's like, I know what I want now is kind of helped him get his creative side out. And you got more of the business administrative stuff side side Mm -hmm. out. You know how to send emails. You know how to order birch, things like that. I think that's really cool. Yeah. That's been a blessing for sure. Yeah. No regrets. Just do it. That's mm-hmm. what I tell everyone. Yeah, literally. Yeah. That's where you, you've always told me, uh, tell us, uh, the biggest thing that you can do is having, or the what's the, what do you say? Yeah, the regrets. Don't never have regrets. The biggest regret you'll have is having regrets. Yeah, in essence. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, Roy's always full of those quotes. He he has a lot of good quotes about perseverance, and that's what we're going to segue into next. <laughs> I'm using that word. I don't care what you say. Don't give me that look. We're going to talk about perseverance because I, like I said, before we, we hopped and sat in these chairs, I was like, that word was just on my heart, and I feel like we can talk about it, and it's going to help somebody out there. So... If you all don't know what perseverance means, it means just basically pushing through no matter what the odds. If you get kicked, if you fall down, you're bruised, beaten, just get back up and keep going. Um, and I want to ask pretty much all of y'all, do you believe, I'll start with Blake, do you believe that perseverance can be taught? Like, do you believe it's 
an innate trait or is it more like, you know, <clears throat> that it can be taught? I think it can be taught. I think people are built different, <clears throat> of course, as soon as they come out the womb. But um, God gifts us with different abilities. And I feel as if there are leaders for perse- perseverance. Mm-hmm. There are <clears throat> the leader or the the following of the, the helping with the perseverance. So answer your question i don't think that everyone's built for it but i think people can learn about it like to help others with it if that Mm -hmm. makes sense because here here we are dealing with it every single day and there's some people watching out here that might have not got a clue about what what like what's the first step to even even get through Mm -hmm. tough times Mm -hmm. you know and here we are be being the leaders and helping these people out with what they got going on. And then they're going to be able to take that, take mm-hmm. hold of that. So I think you can learn from it. Absolutely. I agree. You agree? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's more of a nature versus nurture issue. Do you know what that means? Basically, mm-hmm. it's like yeah. you're either naturally born with it or like you kind of around a lot of people that constantly persevere. And we talk about it a lot, that you are who you hang out with. And I think you can be taught perseverance. Um, so uh, speaking of that, when, what is one time in your life that you really had to persevere? If you got to pick one moment. Right now? Yeah, right now. No, like right now. Right now. Trotter House. Yeah? No, <clears throat> I've told people this a lot. I got a lot going on back home. Like I got a lot holding me back. And for me to... In all honesty, I didn't even want to come back to Texas. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Like, I, I love what we're doing, but, like, <clears throat> I wanted to be able to stay home with my family. I wanted to be able to stay home because, like, one thing I've learned is, like, if you don't soak up every minute of every day, you're going to regret it mm-hmm. big mm-hmm. time. And whenever I was at home, it was just so heartwarming to see my my folks. And, like, <clears throat> I start crying. Like, my grandma, yeah, you got family back home that, adores you and like they was they want you around they miss your presence but whenever i was at home i was just like really questioning like if i was even meant to be here and doing what i'm doing oh shoot Woo, we're getting tight all right so um i sat down i was praying one night and i was like lord like you're gonna have to give me that that nudge that like you need to go back out and do your thing because all I've, all I've wanted to do for the past, like, <clears throat> years be a motivational speaker. And, like, I'm, my heart's set on it. But I didn't know where I needed to be at to do that necessarily. If it needed to be at the house, it needed to be by myself, do my own thing. And it, I took a lot of digging and a lot of suffering those two weeks. Like, I might have been, met, like, um, <clears throat> chilling with, like, my mind and stuff. But I was struggling so hard with figuring out what I'm supposed to even do. Like, am I supposed to be here? And this is crazy. I woke up one day and uh, I, just, I don't even know. I was, I was listening to the radio on my or my Pandora thing. And there was a song that came on and it said, Chase Your Dreams, Wild One, or something. I can't remember what it was. But uh, I don't even remember what I was even, how to wrap that around. But. Yeah, I, that's the most I've struggled so far and what we've been having going on. 
was like, mm-hmm. am I supposed to be here or not? Because everyone's yeah. got their purpose. And I didn't know if my purpose was in the house. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I can, <clears throat> just from my perspective, Nick's a leader. You're a leader. And I, I think just when Jesus, you know, in the Bible, he couldn't, when he went back home, his own family and his own friends, they kind of disregarded him. Mm-hmm. They didn't look, you know, so he had to go out and do his work. And, and that's when he did miracles and everything else because he comes home and people are like, ah, oh, it's just Jesus, you know, just whatever. So and I think you're the same way because I've seen when we all go out, the lives you touch, people look up to you like you're the you're a leader to those people. And what you do and the smiles you bring to people and just the um, even Grayson like looks up to you. And how many videos have people just they look up to BMO and what you do. So Mm -hmm. if you if you're at home and not out meeting people like traveling, look at all the people's lives that you've touched. Yeah. And whenever I was saying that, like I wasn't meaning like dropping from social media, of course. No, I was more talking like. Kind of like what Andy's doing, working remotely. That's what I'm really meant because, like, you if you don't cherish those, I was struggling with cherishing mm-hmm. the times left that I have with my family because mm-hmm. you never know when you're gonna your last day is. Yeah. So that's really my only struggle was with like leaving. That's leaving home was like the biggest sacrifice I've ever made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never done anything worse. Yeah, I seen I seen you struggle with it at times, mm-hmm. like just kind of on your own, like in your corner doing your thing in the dark in the movie room yeah and i was like i I, and i knew going home would be like good for you but and it's so hard because it's like my family isn't the same as yours if that makes sense yeah it's always been like well my family didn't always used to be that way that's why i'm trying to soak in every minute of it yeah do you think they've had a change of heart with what you're doing or just God's working in weird, mysterious ways, man. Mm-hmm. My family yeah. was divided whenever I was in third grade. And the literally since my since my sister has gotten married and she moved away to Alaska, right before that happened, the whole family's just we I mean, we always have family dinners now. Like my parents are still divorced, but we still have family suppers together. We still have family events together. And so like <clears throat> I didn't have that growing up. Yeah didn't have family suppers no more you know and like i think that's like really what a guy wants to soak up yeah you know? might look like you got tough skin but family is everything it is yeah yeah when i went to your house too it's like it's always you, filled yeah y'all made me feel like family too <laughs> yeah. I, I never really had that either it's yeah. kind of nice like i never like we had the family dinners but like i never really had like you know always mm-hmm. family around like yeah. And then my when my path in life kind of like went elsewhere, wasn't an engineer or like I was going off to college and things like that. It wasn't my what my parents wanted me to do. It kind of like divided a little bit. So maybe yeah. one day I can get back to that. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that's good. And, and, and before I go to the next question, I just want to clarify that not when you go home, they disregard you. I just want to like you were questioning, what do I stay home? Do I go out? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, you know, that's what I was kind of mm-hmm. getting at, that people love you and look up to you. So, But that was a good example with 
with Jesus. Yeah. That was awesome. It actually really helped me yeah. right there. So uh, talking about perseverance, um, if you intend to do something, do you stick to it for a certain time or do you say enough is enough and then you go a different way? <clears throat> Depends on how far you get with it. Because if it's going to work, like I, like I always repeat all the time, your life is already wrote out. So if I was meant to do this, it would it would it would happen. Like you would know, right? You know. So let's say like, give me an, can you guys give me an example of like what I what, what I would stick with? Like like, it could be anything from from working out to your career choice. Like for me personally, like it just resonated with what you said. Like I was doing engineering, right? And I, I talk about this a lot, but I'm sitting at my desk and I just don't feel it in my heart. But now every day I wake up and I feel this in my heart. I feel like, like you said, it's already been planned. Like this is what I've been. It's never changed from the second I freaking social media became a thing. You know, mm. the second I could record myself, my heart was just set on it. You know what I mean? So like just talking about like how you figure that out or is there is there a certain way that you feel like maybe this isn't right for you and you kind of just go the diff- another way. You just answered it right there, Nick. If you don't feel that that want and that need in your heart, then you know that it ain't meant to be. And that's kind of mm-hmm. like how I said <clears throat> I didn't know what what I was going to do with coming back or not, and I prayed on it. And, like, I just woke up one day, and I was like, this is what I'm meant to do. Like, this is why I got I got to push through, get through these rough trials because, like, God set me up for success. Yeah. So, I mean, you just got to push through and keep going. But – I personally, I mean, I'm a jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. I honestly, like I've done literally everything there is almost. Um, I say that lightly. Except rideable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've rideable. <laughs> but like, you know, I was a carpenter. Loved it. Did that for about a year and a half. Heavy equipment operator. Done that my whole life. I did that, you know, um, under employment for about, about a year and a half. I've raced motocross. I've bow fished i've bow hunted i've shot ducks i've like i've just done like all kinds of different things but my heart was never really with anything other than horses i didn't mess with horses uh, when i grew up that much like we did but we didn't like i was raised around equine you know but i never had nothing to do with them didn't care whatever and then it was my sister that got me into like loving horses like i could not stand horses i was like you stupid (laughs) ignorant whatever and then i found out that they actually have a personality and i found out that they're just like me and they it was our it was our uh horse hank that really taught me that like (laughs) there this has showed me a lot of character i guess so that's where i found that i was going to stick with it because my heart was set on the lifestyle. Yeah. It <clears throat> speaking of regrets and perseverance through all this and and I can pretty much answer the next question I'm gonna ask you because I think growing up we've we've all had regrets. Is there an instance in your life where you, there was something that you set out to do and you absolutely regretted not doing it? I feel like sports. Mm-hmm. I was a big uh I wasn't a big sport guy when it was uh, whenever I was in, in grade school and stuff like that. Um, I did baseball, I did football, so I did soccer, um, basketball. If I don't know if I said that, but 
I think that was my that'd be my biggest regret was just not trying hard, because I was I only tried hard in things I wanted to try hard in. Yeah. But I didn't know if I was good at it at all. Like I could have been really good at football, but I chose motocross over football and didn't like t- try one out or nothing. So I guess I just didn't shoot my shot enough and in, in in high school and stuff. It's because I don't know where I'd be. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that doesn't make sense because I'm here because God sat me here. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's just trying different things, man. This is literally mm-hmm. all this. I didn't do much in high school. I just FFA and road motocross. Yeah. So, <laughs> what about you, Roy? Do you have any regrets? Um, there's, there's been regrets. I, I, I don't think we'll ever. We try to avoid regrets, but I think it, when you look at it, back at it, you're always gonna ha- have something you say, "Man, I wish I would have done that." When you think you're going the right way. And then you find out, no, you could have done something different. There's always going to be regrets, mm-hmm. you know, but you try hard not to have that. Yeah. I think, yeah, I wouldn't call it a regret. I just think that maybe there's like some certain situations that you maybe you could have chose differently. Like, especially me being really like getting involved with horses later in life. I was like, dang, really wish I would have been a veterinarian. You know what I mean? Because then I would get, I could take care of all my own stuff. Yeah. You know, things like that. And same with sports. Like, we were all really good at sports. Like, I just wish sometimes, I don't call it a, a regret, but I just wish sometimes there was better mentorship in my younger days because nobody really said, hey, Nick, like, you're going down the wrong path. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, there's no reason that I should have been showing up to basketball practice high. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's that's just, now I think about it, I was so stupid for that. Like, and, and it was all because of the choices I made showing up, like, with the people I was hanging out with. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, I don't regret that I did those things because obviously I learned from them and they make me the person I am. But sometimes I'm like, man, nobody saw that. What? The, why didn't somebody say nothing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. So one more question before we go to to the next segment. And you've already answered one. Maybe you have something to add to it. Uh, what can you do to improve perseverance? Like if you're talking, like you're talking to our audience, you said pray. Well, that's huge. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I get a lot of questions about you know trying to uh, get back on your on on your faith, and I think perseverance has a lot to do with that because. If you aren't right with God, you're going to go down a real foggy path for a real long time. And like I said before, you are not the author of your life. You have action of what characters you put in it, I guess. But you don't know what's going to happen. But with perseverance, it has such a tricky question, man. That is. I would just say quiet time. Take Take your time. And sit in a dark room like I do mm-hmm. and just listen to worship music. Just just relax, chill out. Prayer, big thing. I pray in the shower every morning. Now that, I mean, I've got a solid head now. I pray every morning. I listen to worship music. I grind it out all day. If I go anywhere, most of the time I'm listening to worship music. Like, if you get in the mindset of clarity, that is where your mind is going to help you push through those hard times because your mind is so powerful mm-hmm. that you can kill yourself. Yeah. That's the truth. 
Yeah. That's the truth. It's just a, just a thought when you said about the author. God is the author. You might be the writer of your life, but God's the author. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you can write it. You can choose who you have in and out of it, and you can have different chapters. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, what what do you think, Roy? What do, what do you do to improve your perseverance? This man, you I've never known you not to persevere. Well, I just hate what? to <laughs> I just hate to lose. <laughs> you know, whether whether it's to somebody else or to my. Uh, my biggest fight is within myself, mm-hmm. you know, whether I, I give up or try to go on and trying to keep up with you guys in sports or whatever. I actually hurt myself just to try to keep up. I know I can't keep up, but it's just a mindset. And I think to persevere, it's like, like Blake said, you have to get away and you get in that, you get in that right mind. Yeah. You, know, you pray, you get in that right mindset and your mind, you're going to persevere. If you set it in your head, it's going to happen. Yeah. I don't know. I think, like, me with, like, like you said, you touched on it. Like, everybody's built different. Like, you have your way. You know, you pray in the shower. You're a worship music. You have your way of persevering where it's, like, you're very headstrong. Where me, it's, like, I feel like we're all different characters in, in each other's books, too. It's, like... I'm more, I'm very analytical. You guys know how I process things. There's numbers running 24 seven in my head. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's hard to deal with, but it's like, if I just like literally what I found too, is like, if you look at my notes in my phone, just like getting my thoughts out somewhere, whether it's like I said, praying or, uh, just, you know, mentally being strong and analyzing it that way, but like getting them out somewhere, rather whether it's writing it down on on your phone or sometimes I even do it like poetically. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'll take thoughts and I'll like try to turn it into a song. You know, and there are some fires, fire songs, bro. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, and even dude, sometimes we do that. We just sit down like we did yesterday and just start writing stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. and those could have like underlying meanings about what we've been feeling. So. I think it just, I think that's a, a creative way of kind of getting your thoughts out and just going headstrong. Um, but yeah, that was, that was all freaking awesome information. Um, I'm glad you decided to come back to Texas. I didn't know you're <laughs> struggling with it that much. Yeah. I didn't tell nobody. Yeah. But um, I jokingly said it to Caden, but mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, you better get back. <laughs> I was like, all right, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, man. But dude, I just want to tell you right now, like, I'm really proud of you. Like, that was hard, bro. Like, it was, yeah, that was harder than just packing up all my stuff in three days mm-hmm. and moving here. Like, that was like bad. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, on a bringing it up to, um, more positive note, we're going to play this or that, which is Blake is always playing this around the house. He <laughs> <laughs> made a TikTok around about it yesterday. Yeah. And, uh, I'll start it off. We got five of them. It's basically like, do you do this or that? Everybody's different. Um, the first one, I'll start with you, Blake. Do you use warm or cold water when you brush your teeth? Warm water. <laughs> You're weird, dude. <laughs> I got sensitive teeth. If I get cold water on there, it is going to hurt. Oh, but yeah. in all honesty, I don't even use water no more because of what Gatlin did here told me. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I don't use it no more I don't more use either. water no more unless I'm rinsing off my toothbrush. Yeah, I, I don't know. I got to look into to the research a little more about that because 
it, I mean, I could see it if you're using city water, but I don't know. If you're I, using like a regular bottle of water, that's different. Yeah. But like out of the sink, I don't know. I don't do. I just spit it out now and just yeah, wipe it off with a rag. Nah, I use mouthwash. Yeah, I I I put it on the thing. I wet the bristles a little bit. You know, I, I mean? don't. Like, but then it gets all hard. I'm warm though. I'm with Blake. It's gotta be yeah. warm. Yeah. We all got sensitive teeth because y'all don't floss. I that floss is nothing every day. That little, yeah, same. I have flossing toothpicks. Yeah. What are you talking sensitive about? Sensitive teeth is just what I just have yeah. crappy teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I, I love the cold water. I don't know why. You even said that this morning. You like cold fruit. Off topic. <laughs> no, he's talking about cold talk, like you asked me cold water, now you're talking about hot fruit. <laughs> no, cold fruit. Regardless, that, that's, that's fruit. We're talking about water and we're talk- toothpaste or toothpaste. Yeah, we're talking about teeth sensitivity. Next question. <laughs> Next question. Okay. Did I answer mine? I'm cold water. Yeah, warm, cold, cold. No, you're warm, too. Yeah. Okay, anyway. All right. Blake, does syrup go in the fridge or the pantry? Freaking pantry, <laughs> man. It goes in the pantry. Really? It's got to be the pantry. But you go to Cracker Barrel, they gave you warm syrup. Yeah. And it ain't syrup. It's syrup. 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 But yeah. No. You don't go there and get cold syrup. No. No. You ever mm. try to pour cold syrup? <laughs> that'd be <laughs> thick. So, yeah. For real, that'd be thick. Yeah. What do you like come it. out of the thing? I like it. You put syrup in the fridge. Well, we got syrup in the fridge at the house right now, if you didn't know. <laughs> y'all, we do. Y'all need to work on well, your that OCD. One... Your all's organization in a fridge is terrible. Nope. Okay. Well, that leads me to my next dish or that. Does the milk go shelf? In- <laughs> Does the milk top go- shelf? Does the milk go on the top shelf or in the door? Top shelf. No, you're weird, dude. What the frick? <laughs> if Roy's beer wasn't taking up the whole top shelf, that's where the milk and all the tea and all the juices would go. Absolutely. I don't. Know, I disagree. Because the last house, when we put it up there, it banged the, the top of the, I don't know, the light or something. And you have to angle it and get it out. So if yeah, it's them, indoor. Them fridges, is, them things built weird. Yeah. That ain't right. Mine back home. I get, okay, I agree. If the shelves are not set right and you got more bottom, right. then I would do that. But yeah, see, that's this is me. I never believed there was a freaking place for things to go in the fridge. <laughs> and you just put them where you want. No, there's got to be organized. I don't even touch it no more except my beer. <laughs> yeah, Blake is uh, the <clears throat> organizer of the fridge. That's for sure. Speaking of food, pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Yeah. I like I'm a waffles, waffles guy. Waffles. I like the crunchy. Yeah. You like them crunchy? I like them doughy. I like them doughy. Why do you like the crunch? What do you mean, <laughs> bro? Like, how do you like a doughy, soggy oh, waffle? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Just like It just feels like a warm, mush dough ball. Just, mm. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you like the crunch. I feel like it's just not done if it's doughy. Now, you know what I'd have to do? You know those, uh, the Eggo waffles? Yeah. The ones you put in the uh, the toaster? Uh-huh. What I do because like you can't you can't avoid them being crunchy in a toaster. Yeah, exactly. Right. So what I would do is I put them in the toaster, four of them to be exact, in a floor slot toaster. I push both times down and put it at the three and a half. I'd take it out. I'd put the syrup on it, and then I'd go to the microwave 
and I put 30 seconds of the syrup on it so it would get soggier. That's a good technique. That was a lot of precise numbers that no one needed yeah. to know. But uh, I want to thank you for letting us know that you put them in there for three and a half minutes. Not three, no, three and a half on the setting, on the toaster. That's three and a half minutes. Is it? <laughs> Is it really? Wow. What did you think it meant? <laughs> heat? I thought it was a heat level. Are you serious? What are we going to do with him, Roy? <laughs> I, I knew <laughs> that. Yeah. Dude, I I always thought that those correlated to like a level of heat in the toaster. What, 300 and a half degrees? No, just like level three heat. Wow. All right, well. We learned something new about Nick today. That's me. I have no common sense. Anyway, I feel like this last question is common sense. Cornhole or bags? <laughs> <laughs> I call it bags just because I'm from the Midwest. And there's going to be Midwest comments in here like, I don't say bags. Well, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone from Southern Illinois, literally, I guarantee 95% of them say bags. This is where I was from. I know it's cornhole, but I just say bags because it's flows off the top of my head i've never heard that until you some people call it bago some people call it a uh, hacky sack or bean toss you know one thing i saw in the fridge that really upset me <laughs> what bo put the eggs in the door i seen it that is where butter and sliced cheese goes we agree i put garlic up there too yeah i seen mm-hmm not you don't put eggs there. No. And Bo looked at me like I was psychotic. <laughs> I know. I heard, I heard BMO going off last night because eggs were in the door. Why is there such etiquette to, frid, to, to putting things in the fridge? And another thing. You don't put meat and lettuce in the same drawer. No. no. You put all your, all your lettuce, your cheese, and your fruits in a, in a separate drawer. And then all your deli meats and uh, all that stuff goes in normally the bottom because it's heavier. Yeah. yeah, we moved into the new house, and Andy comes, and he puts all his Trulies in the bottom. Oh, I was out. so <laughs> mad. I hear Blake. I'll do it for for with the mic. You know, I was upstairs, and I heard Blake. Who the hell put these Trulies in the fridge? <laughs> <laughs> what the heck is going on? Dude, I was so. I mean, even Roy does it sometimes. I'll see his beard in the bottom the the door. I'm like, Roy, seriously, like, what are you doing, man? I'm it's sorry. Like, I just there's like so much default. etiquette. I have nowhere else to go with it, so it's got to go there. Get your own cooler. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, all right. Uh, that was, I, you know, we'll have to do another section of that. But I think for now, we're gonna roll on to the next section of area affirmations. So we're gonna check our phones here and see what kind of questions we got to help y'all with uh, some daily advice. Again, this section is for y'all. You guys submit questions on our Instagram stories, and we give our two cents. And the PSA is always, we are not doctors, psychiatrists. I am an engineer. I'm a scientist, but I'm not that. So I'm just giving you my two cents. Roy is giving his two cents, and Blake is giving his two I'm cents. I'm giving my three cents. Three cents. Um, so let's get into the question, shall we? All right. So the question is, how do you handle society expectations when you don't fit them? And 
kind of what we always talk about, you know, being on the, uh, like being on this show and like kind of just being Chatterhouse in general is like just being yourself. You know, I I can't stress that enough. You like I love reading people and watching people, and even though society might not accept, you know, me for who I am, I know that God is. Mm-hmm. So I don't care what anyone has to think. You know, I got my best buds that love the way my weird laugh is or my goofy self. I know that they love me, and that's all that matters. I don't care what society has to say about nothing. All I care about is my buds and Jesus. That's right. That should be on a shirt. All I care about is my buds and Jesus. I'm writing it down. Jesus. (laughs) Writing it down. I think, hmm. Like, dude, I have just, like, I've tried to please society for so long. It's kind of just, like, society is, like, that toxic relationship. You ain't never going to please them no matter what you do. So just do you. And it sucks, man, because some of the society's expectations are, like, they're just stereotypes. Like, I never fit the stereotype for anything. Like, I walked into engineering class, and you know what? I had tattoos. I didn't look nerdy. I was dressing like a cowboy, wore a buckle. People were like, who the hell is this? You know what I mean? And then I showed up, and then I got, I mean, I graduated with 4.0, and I get all A's on everything. And I was also smart. So they're like, dude, this guy looks nothing like an engineer, has tattoos, and gets 100% on every test. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's because I don't care what y'all think. You know what I mean? Just because I'm around people who look this way, I'm still going to do what I, I do. I never fit the mold with anything. But doesn't mean you can't be good at it, too. I just think, it, I mean, if you're talking, like, stereotypes versus society, yeah, there's always going to be, you know, the pressure from, from both of them that you got to fit the stereotype, you got to look a certain way, behave a certain way. But ultimately, whatever it is, modeling, acting, TikTok, your career, all that people care about is results. You know what I mean? So if you are who you are and you're doing a good job, you know, and you're confident in yourself, society's going to be on your side too. So at least the people who who count are going to be on your side. side. So, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, no, I agree with both of you. Um, I've gotten that question just the other day, that, and I'm sure you guys have gotten the same thing, that uh, say they're in – in the city and a girl wrote a message to me the other day hey i wear cowboy boots and i'm not accepted at school by my friends what do i do you know i'm sure y'all have got the same questions Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. be yourself and like like blake said if god approves you that's all you need through society they tell Mm -hmm. you how you should be how you should dress how what your your political stance should be don't do it i always take the road less traveled for me because you're more likely to find things that that'll lead you to bigger places instead of following that same easy route Mm -hmm. you know and a lot of people in life let society define them yeah and it creates a huge problem in their life if they're not living up to society standards what do i do yeah that's huge you know, it just creates problem after problem. And, you know, my one of my theories in life is when you have a problem, you know, of course you talk to God and you pray and this and that, but 
don't tell God how big your problem is. Tell your problem how big your God is. Yeah. It's a good way to look at life, and it'll get you through everything. Um, but society should not define you. Do your thing. Take the road less traveled, and it's, it's going to push you further than you ever imagined. So that's a great note to end it on. We want to thank you all for watching. Uh, make sure to uh, rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're closing in on the 150 five-star review rating on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So it's been absolutely great. We want to thank Ariat for uh, helping us out. We just officially launched our partnership um, with April Fool's Day, and it performed phenomenally. They sent us those bedazzled jeans, and it was hilarious. Uh, make sure to follow us on all of our socials. Uh, they'll be listed on the screen. They know where to follow Blake. They know where to follow all of us, but make sure to follow Tratter Company, Tratter House, um, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure to like and uh, comment on this video. Comment that it is cornhole, not bags. Just get on Blake's skin. And uh, if you are watching this podcast and you or somebody owns a company or you want to be a sponsor of this podcast, um, we all are open to different sections being sponsored on the podcast. Make sure to email thetratterhouse at gmail.com and we will take a look at it and see if, you know, it could be a cool section to have on the podcast because we have another sponsor coming up that is going to be really cool and we're going to be working with them very closely. So we can't wait for that. Make sure to tune in next week. Remember, every Wednesday on YouTube and all podcast platforms. So we're going to end it there. Thank you all for watching again. Um, this has been Tratter Talk. And don't forget, smile every day. And know your worth. worth.